grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God which engages us is one verse in our gospel lesson for today, Matthew chapter 25, verse 34, where Jesus says, Then the king shall say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom which has been prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, being called sheepish is not normally considered to be a compliment. To be sheepish is to be timid or lacking in self-confidence. Nobody wants to be referred to as sheepish, but understood in a different way. Understood through the lens of our gospel lesson for today, we see that being sheepish is a wonderful way to live, both here and for eternity. In fact, in light of our gospel lesson for today, we can thank God that he has made all of us sheepish. For being sheepish is to be identified as a member of the flock of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. And Jesus, in our gospel lesson for today, describes the day when he will return in all glory and sit on his glorious throne. And all of humanity will be gathered there before him. And on that day, there's only one of two things that each of us can be, either a sheep or a goat. There is no other choice. The goats are all of those who have either ignored or flat out rejected God's generous offer of forgiveness and eternal life. They've chosen to deal with their eternal destiny in other ways, not God's way. And as God himself says in Hebrews chapter 11, without faith, understood in Jesus Christ, it is impossible to please God. The most laudable works done by unbelievers, as praiseworthy as they might be here on this earth, do not serve in the least to make them righteous before God. And God also says through the prophet Isaiah that any acts of self-righteousness appear before God as filthy rags. And so the goats on that last day hear the sad words from our Savior. Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. An obvious reference to hell. And since there are no righteous deeds to cite, Christ only cites unrighteous deeds on their part. The things that the unbelievers failed to do and neglected to do. These are hard words for us to read and they are hard words for us to hear from the lips of our Savior. On the other hand, and in contrast, we and all the other sheep on that day are all those who have been pronounced to be righteous in the sight of God. Not because of anything we have done 
or haven't done, but strictly on account of the undeserved love that God has for all of us through faith in Jesus Christ. We are the ones who today and on that day stand righteous and innocent and blameless before Christ. And on that day, there will only be righteous things, righteous evidence of our faith that can be cited, and Christ will cite it. And then we will hear that wonderful invitation. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom that has been prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Blessed we are by the Father, a Father who spared not even his own Son, but instead delivered him up for us. Blessed we are by the Son, Jesus Christ our Savior, the Good Shepherd, who laid down his life voluntarily for us, the sheep, so that we might live. Blessed are we by the Holy Spirit who has called us to faith in Jesus Christ and keeps us in this same faith. And the result is that we are members of the flock of the Good Shepherd. And as Christ says himself in John chapter 10, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life. They shall never perish, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. Did you notice in our text that the sheep are sheep at the point that Christ returns, and they have been before that? And likewise, the goats are goats at the point that Christ returns, and they have been before that as well. And that is because the point of death is for each person that point of finality in terms of our eternal identity as either sheep or goats. At that point, our eternal destiny is fixed. And so that day described in our gospel lesson that many refer to as judgment day might more accurately be called sentencing day in that the verdict that is already sure and certain is just handed out. And so as a result, we who are the sheep will inherit in both soul and body now the kingdom prepared for us from the foundation of the world. And the goats, unfortunately, will in both soul and body now go off to eternal punishment. Since that is the case, what kind of lives should we be living in these latter days, awaiting that day to arrive? Well, if we learn anything from our gospel lesson, it's that we should simply be living as the sheep of God that we are, doing the things that the sheep of God in his flock do. In other words, living sheepishly, if you will. Isn't it interesting 
that when Christ quotes the evidence, the actions that point to the righteousness that we have as his sheep, he doesn't quote big, momentous, life-changing things. No. He quotes simple, small things that seem rather insignificant in the big scheme of things. Things like giving food to the hungry, drink to those who are thirsty, welcoming a stranger, giving clothing to the naked, visiting those who are sick and in prison. Those are things that we as Christians do individually and collectively at times perhaps without thinking much of it. Things that might seem rather insignificant to us in the big scheme of things. And there's something very important for us to learn in this. How often don't we get up day after day going through our daily routine, helping people as we are able in ways that we think are relatively small, perhaps only with a word of encouragement here or there. We think nothing of it, but the good shepherd notices it, and it brings him pleasure. With even those small actions, he is pleased. Those of you who are parents know how wonderful it is when someone tells you something good about one of your children. They come up to you and without you even asking, they tell you something good that they saw one of your children doing. It brings a smile to your face, doesn't it? Well, it's the same way with us and our Good Shepherd. We go through day after day doing the seemingly small, insignificant things, loving and serving our family, loving and serving our friends, our neighbors, perhaps even people we have never met. And yet, with these small and insignificant acts, our God is pleased, very pleased, so pleased that Christ says in our gospel lesson, as you have done it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you have done it unto me. And secondly, living sheepishly in these days that remain, we do everything that we possibly can, both individually and collectively, to bring other sheep into this same sheepfold. We live out our lives sheepishly to serve as an example an example that points to the Good Shepherd. And we pray that somehow, somewhere, in some way, the sheep who are outside of that pen might hear the voice of the Good Shepherd and follow him. And as opportunity arises, it is our voice that calls out to these sheep, welcoming them to come into this sheepfold with us. For as Christ also said in John chapter 10, I have other sheep who are not in this pen. I must bring them in. They too will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. And so on this last Sunday in the church year calendar, our focus is drawn to the day when all calendars will come to an end. 
We eagerly anticipate that day when Christ will come in all of his glory and sit on his glorious throne, and we are confident of what will occur on that day. But until that day, we simply do the things that his sheep do, love and serve our God, love and serve our neighbor. It's what his sheep do as we live sheepishly. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen. We remain seated to sing the hymn of